At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome into Odds On on this Black Friday. I am Mike Palm. He is Amal Shaw. Amal, we've got college football going. We've got college basketball going. It's a terrific sports day, a full smorgasbord of betting options all day long. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be a terrific games yet to come. Uh, the game that I'm really looking forward to is the Apple Cup, not from a viewership standpoint, but just from a betting standpoint. But I think the game that could be the most entertaining of the day is the one in Lincoln going on right now mm. as Iowa fails to score, Mike. Oh, Lord. On fourth and goal, Nebraska shuts the door on the Hawkeyes. What happened? You saw the play. I didn't see it. Yeah. They- but when he, he, he caught the ball, he went to the ground. As he rolled over onto his stomach, the ball came out. They called it a touchdown on the field. You've seen it. They must have obviously reversed it as they did, and Nebraska has the ball on their own four-yard line now. 7 nothing Cornhuskers. They took the opening possession, were impressive in going down the field, running the ball with a lot of misdirection, and scored on the opening drive against the Hawkeyes. Yeah, this is going to be interesting today because, remember, no Adrian Martinez in the lineup. I think Smothers in the lineup for this team, and I want to see how competitive they would be. Game open for Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, Frost announces no Martinez. It goes to a pick, closes one Nebraska. Uh, another game where an unranked road team favored over a ranked home team, which is going to be the case with Penn State over Michigan State tomorrow. Boise State and San Diego State. This game with title implications, championship game implications on both sides of the Mountain West Conference. Boise. The favorite here in San Diego today. Had an opportunity to really pull away in this game. When I when I left the house, it was yeah. 16 to 3. 
It was 16-10, and, and San Diego State was threatening again with an opportunity to make it 16. Potentially they kicked a the field goal, 16-13 at the break. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they also had a missed field goal to 51 yards earlier in this game. It's been a very entertaining game. Not the type of game you would expect from a San Diego no. State team. I think the total in this game was somewhere in the low 40s. The game switched on a quarterback change. 16-3, to San Diego State changed quarterbacks, drove down the field, got a touchdown. I thought it was an interesting decision by Boise. They had a fourth and two at midfield, decided to punt the ball. San Diego State closes the gap. It should be an interesting second half. If San Diego State loses today, Fresno will be in the title game. Um, Boise State needs help. They need some help on the other side with Air Force and Utah State also at 5-2. and two. Utah State up 14 to nothing on New Mexico uh, in the land of enchantment as we speak right now. Um, I want to talk about uh, I want to talk about some of these games as they come later in the day. We'll get back to the NFL in the next segment. Amal, Cincinnati plays East Carolina today. This East Carolina team has played well the last month yes. of the year. Mike Houston squad. This number has stayed 14 all week long, 56 and a half. Cincinnati finally ranked in the top four and far as the playoff goes. Will style points matter for them at all, or is it going to come down to other teams' results? Great question, and I don't think it's going to matter. I think it's going to come down to the other people's results. I think, you know, the one thing in college football that's unfair, whether it be Cincinnati or other teams, even Ohio State benefited from this. You know, there was an overreaction based on what Ohio State did did against Purdue and Michigan State compared to the two hiccups they had against uh, uh, Nebraska, and I, I forgot the other opponent. But to me, I think Cincinnati's played well. People have to realize, you know, when you're a certain team in a certain season, particularly you're going to get everyone's best shot. And that's what's happening with the Bearcats right now. And I think this is going to be a competitive game. I would not lay the 14 here, Mike. I would take it with ECU before I lay it. Would you include Cincinnati in a money line parlay? I would. I think they yeah. win the football game. I do as well. Uh, what are they, five and a half or six and a half? What's in terms that? of money line, minus 550 or 650? I, I have to, we'll, we'll pull up the board and get you the information. Yeah. I, oh, you know what? It is 50, 550 because Arkansas, Arkansas is 650 at home. That's uh, minus 15. Yeah. And 650 yeah, but at they, home. But being at home, that's why yeah, you sure, see Sure, that's big, the difference. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's a chance of being on the road. Cincinnati, 575 of them all. Yeah. That's at DraftKings. You can shop your prices. You brought up Missouri, Arkansas in Fayetteville, SEC contest. Arkansas lane 15, 63 and a half. They covered the number in Tuscaloosa, although in defeat. This Arkansas team has been solid all year long outside of that when they went between the hedges uh, and Athens could do nothing against that Georgia defense. You're absolutely right. But I think this team that found a little bit of confidence offensively with KJ Jefferson and company against this Alabama defense, they're going to have an opportunity against one of the worst defenses outside of Nashville (laughs) uh, being Vandy in uh, the SEC in Missouri. I think Arkansas is going to have a monster day today, Mike. The question is how many stops does defense get? Um, This total right now sitting at 63 and a half. I would go towards the over here. I, I think Arkansas is going to get into the 40s, and I, I think they covered this number. I, I think Missouri's in trouble. South Florida, Central Florida, 17 and a half and 62 of all. Yeah, no play on this game. Could, I, I would lean towards South Florida, but then again, the way they played against Tulane, it, it's like the old line. They're like a possum. They, you know, they they get killed. Uh, what is it? They play dead on the road and they get killed at home or something like that. But um, this is the way South Florida's been all year long. Coastal Carolina. Um, is a 15-point road favorite with a total of 55. Uh, I tell you what, don't want to lay the points here, but USA with the chance to become bowl eligible with a victory today, let's see if they get it done. Should be a competitive game, but I, I think when you look at Coastal over four quarters, they're just so dangerous. UNLV Air Force, this has the implications on the mountain side of the Mountain West Divi- uh, uh, Division. Air Force actually needs all three teams to win. Air Force gets in if all three teams win. If they take care of business against UNLV, Utah State winning at New Mexico, and Boise hangs on in San Diego, a three-way tie benefits the Air Force. 
UNLV has played better of late. I have a play on this game later. I won't reveal it now, Amal. Um, you know, I would be looking at taking the points here with the Rebels. I just think it might be a few too many. I think they can compete. And, you know, the one great thing about Air Force, if you're looking at it, betting them, is they throw the, belt, the ball far better than the other service academies. So I think that's something that could benefit uh, them in some opportunities to take a shot down the field. But if they can slow down UNLV's running game, they got a great chance to dominate. Uh, Utah absolutely took apart Oregon last week. They stay at home at Rice-Eccles to take on Colorado, coming off a rare victory against the University of Washington. That game was played in Boulder. This number stayed solid all week, 24, total 52. Utah's going to be in the Pac-12 championship game. Um, I don't really have any play on this one. I I think this is a game where they get out in front and they're getting ready for next Friday. If Oregon handles Oregon State at home and we have a rematch, Utah against Oregon. Tell me what the line's going to be on the game, and who do you like? That would be here in Las Vegas. I think we'll see the line coming as a uh, pick maybe one in uh-huh. favor of Utah, not as much of the normal three-point move straight across. But uh, I think it'll be a challenge for the Utes to dominate again the way they did. They embarrassed Oregon. And I think Mario Cristobal's team will be up for the challenge. I just don't know if they win that game or not. Um, TCU goes to Ames to take on... Uh, Iowa State, I thought this number's a little high. I didn't play the game, but more than two touchdowns seemed out of line to me when we say Wilder right. The uh, Cyclones laying 15 on the long grass at Jack Trice, total of 61. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I didn't play this game either, but I like the total under in this one. Mm. I think it might be a few too many points. I think uh, when you look at this uh, TCU team, at times they're inconsistent offensively. I think Iowa State, with their style of play, uh, Brees Hall should have a big day. I don't, I don't know if they're going to give up a ton of points. I mean, you're looking at TCU needing to get to probably about 27, um, say 24. Then you're looking at uh, Iowa State. You're going to need them to get at least 37 points, which which is a possibility, yeah. but I still feel like it's going to come under. That game goes at 3.30 and aims 1.30 Pacific time. Uh, 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock here on the West Coast. The battle for North Carolina. North Carolina takes on NC State. That game in Raleigh. Dave Dorn's team has been very solid all year long. Um, Mac Brown here catching six and a half on the road, total of 63. Yeah, I like North Carolina here with the six. I think it's a big number. Mm. How about the total? 63. And you're getting six and a half now. I as would well. go towards the over. I, I think both teams are going to score points. I don't think NC State's going to get slowed down by UNC's defense. And at the same time, I don't think North Carolina's going to be slowed by uh, the Wolfpack here. All right, you talked about it the Apple Cup, eight o'clock Eastern, five o'clock Pacific um, from Seattle. Washington State, a one-point road favorite, total of 45, a battle of two interim head coaches, all. Yeah, Washington has dominated this series, but I think Washington State gets even today here. The one problem when you look at Washington is their inability to throw the ball consistently. Defensively, they are always a good team, but this is a team on a three-game losing streak, Mike, and if you look at it, the last couple of games, you know, Colorado, I get it, they scored 20, but I think the way Arizona State was able to move the ball, if you are Oregon State and Jonathan Smith, if you attack in a similar fashion, run the ball, do what you need to on the ground with that terrific running game. They got a great chance. Arizona State, Mike, ran for 286 yards on UW. And I think Washington Washington State's uh, got a more effective overall offense. So I think they can be great on the ground here. I want to talk about yesterday in the NFL, the three games of all. Um, Obviously, what happened at the end of the Detroit game, the nonsense with the defensive. defensive, And then he used two consecutive timeouts there. You know, I had the under in the game. And I thought I had a shot going both ways here. I was looking at in-game numbers. When the Bears had third and nine from the 17, right, down by uh, two or one, whatever it was, down by one, I took a shot at the Lions plus $3 in-game. 
because I thought the worst that was going to happen is is that they're, the worst possible scenario is they're going to be down seven and get the ball back. Uh, the other scenario is, is the, the Bears kick the field goal. They don't get it on third and nine, and now the Lions have a minute and a half left with at least one timeout to come down and kick a field goal. I thought $3 was a good price. They I didn't even think- get the ball back. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable, especially in today's game where you only need to get 40 uh-huh. yards to get in field goal range. We, you know, I'm using the benchmark of 52-yard field goal. With these kickers, though, you start at the 25, you get 40 yards, you're ready to go. In the Dallas game, I mean, it, I did, I turned it off several times just because every play was a flag, every play was a defensive pass interference. The game became very distorted. I took the Raiders plus 115 money line in the first half just to get off my teaser. Ask you this question though, and if you want to comment on the officiating, you can. When Dallas gets the ball in overtime and they have fourth and four, right? From their because they got deep because they, they ran it back and they had a penalty. Knowing that Carlson can kick it from sixty, do you almost have to go fourth and four there, even though it's you know, on your own whatever eighteen yard line? I mean, to me, punting the ball back is giving the game up. Now they got a huge punt, a penalty, and actually, if not for another pass interference, wouldn't have gotten would have gotten the ball back. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad call. I know a lot of people would sit there and say, oh, you can't go for there. Why not? Look, the Why reality not? is it's turned, football has turned into a situation where great offenses are going to beat great defenses. Tommy Bowden talked about it when he was on this week. And I think you're right, Mike. I, I think it's a tough scenario for a lot of teams uh, to make that decision. But you got to take some risk. Did you really feel confident and comfortable that you were going to stop them? Where did yeah. I, Now, I didn't watch much yeah. of the game. Yeah. Where did the Raiders receive the ball after the punt? Oh, because of a penalty, they got it on their own 22. It was like a 75-yard oh, okay. punt. And then they faced like third and 16, but the 28th flag came out in a pass interference. They got a first down. They marched down, and they kicked the field goal. When we come back, we'll turn our focus to the games on Sunday in the NFL. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Odds On is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Winter Green, Citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash f-i-n-d. Warning, this product contains nicotine, and nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back into Odds On. I am Mike Palm with Amal Shaw. Survivor carnage yesterday, Amal. 80 people um, go out on the Cowboys, 14 sure. on the Lions. That was split there, 20 Bears, 21 Bears, 14 Lions. We're down to 40. Wow. 40 folks left, and now it's a tough Sunday. Yeah, it is, but you know what? you got to feel pretty good if you're one of those 40 finalists because it, it feels like there's going to be an opportunity where somebody could end up winning $5 million even before we get to Week 18. Who do you think will have will, will be the consensus pick out of the 40 this week? Uh, I think New England, if they have it. If they have it available. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll break that down um, a little later in the show about the availability there. Uh, do you think people will use the Eagles on the road? Uh, I'm sure because they have them left, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it, you yeah, don't like to use a road team. No, but that's not that much travel. You got a team that's playing well against a team that's really going in reverse on a short week. If you had the Patriots available, would that be your pick this on yeah, Sunday? Absolutely. Okay. All right. Let's talk about these games this weekend. Um, Titans and Patriots. This number seven down to six and a half, seven, six and a half, oscillating, vacillating, back and forth it goes. The pendulum swings. Right now, it sits at seven at most places. Them all with a total of 43-and-a-half. Do you expect a bounce-back effort for the Titans off that loss at home to the Texans, or is this team, without the 18-wheeler, just not that good? I think they're just not as good, but I do expect them to play much better. I think Tannehill will have a better game. The question is, can they deliver against a team that they beat last year in January? Uh, I think Belichick will have his squad ready. I don't want to lay seven here with the Pats. I think they win the football game. Uh, This number being as high as it is right now, I, I think uh, it would be a situation where you got to take plus seven. Tease it. Tease the pants down. Tease it both ways. Okay. Vikings, 49ers. I think it's the game of the weekend, actually. Right. In San Francisco, 49ers are a three-point favorite over the Vikings. Both these teams have played themselves back into the wild card race uh, in the NFC with a total of 49 and a half here. How are you going to play this game, Amal? Uh, I'm not, but I would take Minnesota plus three here. 
I think the Vikings, to me, are in a better position just simply because they're getting three points. I don't know if San Francisco is going to win this game by four. This game could land exactly three. And I think Minnesota's got a great chance to win the football game as well. So both teams know how crucial this game is to their uh, possibility of getting into the uh, playoffs as a wild card because both of them realize that it's not likely they're going to win their division with Green Bay and with Arizona in front of them. The 49ers ran the ball on the Rams successfully. 49ers went down to Florida and ran the ball on the Jaguars very successfully. Do you think the 49ers will have that kind of success on the ground against the Vikings? You know, I don't I don't think they'll have the same success they had the last couple of weeks, but that's the thing. Would Jimmy G be able to throw the ball? But Debo Samuel, to me, is one of the most underrated wide receivers in the NFL. We know how good George Kittle is. He's the one that kind of makes this offense go. Rams-Packers, it's all about is Aaron Rodgers going to play, right? right There's right. nothing else to even say Correct. about that game. And I don't think you can really handicap it without that. If yeah. Rodgers is in the lineup, I'll, I love the Packers in this spot. If he's not, you have to go with the Rams. I agree with you. Uh, right now it sits at Rams one and a half yesterday. It was one. Ravens are four over the Browns this game in Baltimore. Huge matchup in the AFC North. Um, total of 47. Can Baker Mayfield beat the Ravens? Uh, Nick Chubb can beat the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield can't beat the Ravens. Uh, that's where I kind of distinguish the two at this point in time. You know, the Browns right now, my concern is how how do they come out and start? If Baker plays with some confidence, is able to hit some throws, I think they've got a great chance not only to cover but to win the game. If he doesn't, I think it's going to be a long night if they don't get Chubb going. Do you think Stefanski will have a quick hook here if they get behind and Baker's not playing well to go to Case Keenum. Yeah, I think if you look at it and you sit there and say, hey, these are errors uh, being caused by Baker Mayfield in this particular spot, uh, lack of you know throws where the guys are open or had some opportunities, then I think we could see Case Keenum in the game. Steelers at the Bengals, Cincinnati favored by 3.5, total of 47. We'll learn a lot about the AFC North with, both the, with all four teams facing each other this weekend. Steelers... With Roethlisberger, obviously a different team than that team that played to the tie against the Lions. But will they be good enough to go into Cincinnati and win? Cincinnati won the first meeting in Pittsburgh earlier in the year. Yeah, a revenge game here. Uh, I like uh, I like Pittsburgh here with the three and a half. Remember when these two teams met earlier in the year? It was a pretty dominant win for Cincinnati, and that won 24-10. The Bengals uh, really suffocated uh, Ben Roethlisberger, who threw the ball 58 times in that game, did mm. throw two picks. Uh, Najee's got to be more effective on the ground. They outgained Cincinnati in that game, but it was the clock mismanagement at the end of the first half we saw from Mike Tomlin that hurt them in this football game. Uh, I, I like uh, Pittsburgh getting three and a half here. You're defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers off the Monday night home victory. Go on the road to take on the Indianapolis Colts, who have been playing terrific the last three or four weeks. Bucks three and a half on the road, favored with a total of 53, Amal. Uh, is, is that too much? I think it is in terms of uh, the, this number. I, I think this line should be at three. Uh, Colts three and a half is probably going to see, you'll see a lot of money on the Colts at three and a half. I, I think I agree with you as well. Chargers uh, are in Denver uh, this weekend. Vic Fangio, do you think Vic Fangio is back next year to coach this team? Uh, I don't know. You know, it depends on how the ownership group is in terms of financially, how they approach them things. What do they see? Where do they see themselves being? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think so, but still, we'll see what happens. This number has stayed steady, hasn't gotten to three chargers. Your road favorite here with a total of 48. Um, you know, you look at this team here in, in this, Den- uh, excuse me, this Denver team, if they're going to move the ball, it's, you're going to do it against this Chargers offense. 
Um, if you like the Chargers, you're getting you're laying them at less than a field goal. But Denver at two and a half, I wouldn't want to play that. I don't like this game either way. I think a 48 low for a game involving the Chargers. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Like the way they the way they defend, I think there's going to be some opportunities there for Denver to be able to move the football. And remember the one thing when you play at Invesco, you you got to basically cross the 40 yard line and you're in field goal range. Eagles. I referenced this game earlier in terms of survivor picks. Eagles are at the Giants, laying three and a half. Uh, with a total of 45. Can Jalen Hurts and company keep it rolling? I think they do. I think they've found something, and I, I think they're successful, and they continue to move forward in the right direction. I think they go into New York and wins this, win this game, or into Jersey, rather, but you know, I think they win it. You know, I think if they do win this game, this NFC East becomes a lot more interesting with Dallas having dropped the home game to, to the Raiders. Absolutely right. That Dallas loss was critical now. What are they at, four losses? Yeah, seven and four. Yeah, and so now you got the Eagles sitting there threatening in this division. I mean, this thing, as you alluded to, is not over. I, I You know, I know I jumped to conclusion. I know you had Dallas very highly rated. That Dallas team looked average and pedestrian. I didn't watch much of the game, but from what I saw, and I saw some, uh, they set a record for penalty yardage. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just bad. Jets are at the Texans. Texans favored in a game, as remarkable as that may seem, but Tyrod Taylor will be a quarterback. Minus two and a half for the Texans, 44 and a half on the total. Uh, you know what? I lean towards Tyrod Taylor in Houston here. I, I'm not going to play this game, but uh, I think that's that's the play here. Have you followed it all, the Rex Ryan, Robert Salah? I have uh, not. A little bit of drama? No. Well, I, I don't know, it was two weeks ago or a week ago, uh, Rex Ryan said, I, I, I don't want people comparing Robert Salah to me. This will be the fourth out of fifth year his teams, both in San Francisco and in Detroit and now in New York, will finish last place in their division. Don't put his name and my name in the same conversation about defense or anything like that. Robert Salah said, I, I've never met Rex Ryan. I don't even know him. I only know of him through people in the league. But then Rex Ryan reached out. He said, I probably overspoke. And they spoke on the phone. And he said, I think Salah has this team going in the right direction if they get the right draft picks. I probably shouldn't have been that critical of him to point out the, f- the finishes of his teams in the last few years. So the moral to your story is? Well, I thought it was very interesting, the, the 180 by Rex Ryan. And is it justified? Well, I don't know if it's justified in terms <laughs> of taking a 180 there. I mean, you know, if you make a statement, stand by it. I mean, take ownership of it. Hey, if you're wrong, just say you're wrong. But- Falcons are at the Jaguars. The Falcons, a team, what do they have? Seven points in the last seven quarters of play. Uh they're favored on the road here, um, minus two with a total of 45 and a half a mall. This is a game I probably won't even watch. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> many people are going to watch this game. Uh, luckily for most of the country, it's only going to be broadcast in, in Georgia and Florida. Regional markets. Yeah. Uh, a game I, I do have a, a bet on and will be watching, Carolina Panthers are in South Florida to take on the Dolphins. They remain a two-point favorite, the total of 41 and a half. Dolphins have built momentum here. Yeah, they really have, and let's see if they can continue that now. And I don't want it to be fool's gold where you look at this Miami team and say, hey, they got hot in the right spot. But uh, Carolina is not a team right now that I think should be laying points against anybody on the road. Monday, Seattle. Monday night, Seattle makes the long trip across the country uh, to play the football team in Washington, D.C. This game opened. Seahawks, two and a half. Stands now at football team either one or one and a half. Total 46 and a half a mile. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people probably look towards Washington. I can't trust either team, can't back either team in this game. All right, when we come back, we're going to take a look at the top matchups in college football this weekend, including an interesting line move here at Circa. Your Buckeyes, early this morning, dropped back down to a seven-point favorite. We'll see how quickly they go back up. That's next on Odds On.
This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Black Friday offer is here, Amal, and so is Black Friday. Right now, when you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you'll also receive a $20 credit to the VSIN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, this is a limited time offer. And by limited time, I mean it could be pulled in the next minute. It's, it's Black Friday right now. You never know Bill 80, bipolar Bill, we call him around here. So sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at vcin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into Odds On on this Black Friday. I am Mike Palm. He is Amal Shaw, proud graduate of the Ohio State University. Amal, the line dropped to seven here this morning. I know we get a lot of Michigan backers, a lot of Michigan fans because of Derek's association, not only with Detroit, but as a graduate of the University of Michigan. I'd love to lay seven. I laid eight. I never thought this number could come down. I've already bet this game. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really that surprised it's come down simply because the way Michigan has played all year long. Probably should be undefeated. Probably should have beaten Michigan mm-hmm. State. Uh, the one concern I have for the Buckeyes is the weather a factor at all for C.J. Stroud in the passing game. Now, the one thing that it gets overlooked with Ohio State is that they've got a superstar running back. I mean, to me, Trevion Henderson's already one of the top three, four backs in college football. So they'll be okay if they can't throw the ball completely, but covering seven's a big number. Their offensive line is four tackles, really, right? Yes. It's two tackles converted to guards. Yeah. So <laughs> they tend to be better at pass blocking than run blocking because of, of, of the makeup of the offensive line. But if they have to turn to the running game, if it's high wind and freezing temperatures, can they do it? Yeah. I mean, you look at it across the board, you're talking about Thayer Munford, who's, who was a former left tackle. Now he's in there at left guard. You've got also on the right side, Dewan Jones, who's a monster at the guard position, Nicholas petit Frere at right tackle. Uh, Travion Henderson, he's a guy you can bottle him up for three, four plays, and boom, 20 yards right out of the shoot, 50 yards. I mean, he can flat out go. I, I, <clears throat> I think Stroud has to be willing to run the ball if it comes to that, though. I thought what really hurt them in the Oregon game was Oregon has an extra running back in the quarterback, and at that point, making his second start, Stroud was really hesitant to take off. Yeah, he really was. And But you know what? I love what Stroud said about it, that he goes, I'm not a running back. He goes, I don't understand yeah. why everybody wants me to run. My job is well, to throw the ball. Because they're used to quarterbacks that run there. I mean, they watch Fields do it to great success. Yeah. And so they think when they, when there's not nobody open that they can take off and take for 15 yards like he did. Look, it, there's definitely a huge advantage when you have a quarterback that has that kind of mobility. But yeah. Ohio State's offensive line has provided him so much time that Wilson Olave and uh, JSN are going to get open at some point in time. All right, the Iron Bowl is at Jordan Air this year. Uh, injury to Knicks in that game in South Carolina and Auburn lost the game. Alabama did not cover in the home win against Arkansas. The Tide are laying 19 and a half here. I'm all with a total of 57 up to 20 and a half. Now do style points matter for the Tide? No. In case they're in a two loss situation with Georgia. No, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's going to come down to what they do in Atlanta. If they're competitive against Alabama, excuse me, against Georgia, then Alabama may have a chance to sneak in. Even if they lose the game, they win, they're in. If I, if I told you to make a number, two lost Alabama who loses by a field goal to Georgia against an undefeated Cincinnati, who would you favor to get in? What price would you put on it? Uh, it would be Alabama getting in. I would make them probably about a 150 favor. Over Cincinnati. Because the argument will be they lost to Georgia. No shame in that. Okay. You lost in a tight game. And then they lost to Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's you know you look at Cincinnati. Who, who have they beaten in the FCS? Here's the question I ask. If Alabama plays Cincinnati schedule, are they undefeated? Well, you know, they've they've 
traditionally had a lot of trouble with Notre Dame. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. Yes, they are. Uh, Oklahoma State, OK, uh, host Oklahoma, Bedlam. You've been looking. You've been looking forward to Bedlam since before the season started. I look forward to Bedlam every year. I think it's one of the best rivalry games. Uh, been there many times to cover. And I'll tell you what, it's cold usually in Stillwater. It's going to be in the 50s. Not going to be too bad. Sun never shines in Stillwater. When the game's <laughs> in Stillwater, it's always gray in this game, right? Sometimes in Norman, the sun's shining in this game. But when it's in Stillwater, it looks like a miserable day every time. By the way, that's not the name they call it in uh, Norman. Uh, but uh, anyway, um, this is going to be a competitive uh, four, four and a half, fifty and a half. I like the total. You like the side. I like I like this. I like this total uh, total as well. Yeah. I didn't. Uh, the side now to me would be too high to play. I still think Oklahoma. You have three and a half. Uh, yes. Yeah. And uh, now at four and a half. But I, I like this game under. I played it under at fifty one and a half. Now the game's forty nine and a half in the plays. I'll have it at forty nine and a half because that's what's readily available right now. But Mike, I think it's going to be a competitive, tough game. I don't think you're going to see unnecessary gambles taken by either side because they know how good both teams' defenses are. This is going to be a fun game to watch if you're just watching as a casual observer in terms of a competitive game, one that's not like, you know, 45-42 or 17-10 either. Is the Oklahoma State defense good enough that if it does get into the playoff, if it beats Oklahoma and Baylor, and I think if it does those two things, they're going to get in, is it good enough to slow down Alabama and Ohio State? Look, I, I think it's tough to slow down either of those teams, uh, but I think they're good enough to be competitive for sure. Florida State at Florida. Florida having uh, fired Dan Mullen. Florida State hung on for dear life at Chestnut Hill after dominating the first half in that game. Florida's still favored here by two and a half with a total of 59. You like the uh, Seminoles. I, I do here. And now we normally sort of take the money line, but line's up to three. And the reason why I'm saying no is only plus 130 on the money line. I don't think it's enough on that plus Not for three. a field goal. No, not for a field goal. Absolutely. I, I like Florida State here. I think they win this football game. Uh, this team has really been playing well. I tell you, Jordan Travis is quietly, and you're the first one to point this out a couple of weeks ago, Florida State really having a resurgence since uh, October 1st. I thought they were the worst five Power 5 team in the country. They the, looked like the first it for a month while. of the year. They were yeah. a, they were a laughing stock. Absolutely, an embarrassment, and and now they've become competitive. And I think they are going to win this game as well, Amal. Um, the Civil War, although they don't call that anymore in the state of Oregon, it'll be in Eugene this year. Oregon hosting Oregon State. Oregon off the embarrassing loss in Utah. Not embarrassing that they lost to Utah, but the manner of the victory I thought was embarrassing. The performance. This game was seven. We're seeing some Beaver money. Down to six and a half, total 60 and a half. Another game where there's often cold weather. Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, but I, I love this running game for Oregon mm. State. Uh, they've been terrific, especially B.J. Baylor. He's been outstanding. You know, it's unfortunate sometimes players don't get enough credit for how good they are when they play at certain programs because they don't get the pub, and I think that applies here. Big fourth down situation in the Kansas State game as they go for it against Texas, and they don't make it. And Nebraska has also scored to go up uh, pending extra point, 14-3 over Iowa and Lincoln. That's an important game in the Big Ten West. If Iowa should come back and win, forces Wisconsin to win at Minnesota-Wisconsin, a seven-point road favorite, a total of 39. Wisconsin has dominated this rivalry, Amal. Yeah, they really have, and uh, I think they win another game, and I think in dominant fashion, Minnesota's going to really struggle to move them all against these guys. Uh, a matchup, what do we call this, the $160 million matchup? That's what the two coaches <laughs> just yeah, got exactly, contracts right? for yeah. combined. Penn State goes to Michigan State. Unranked road team favored over the ranked home team. Michigan State still ranked 12th by the playoff committee. Uh, Penn State lane one and a half on the road with a total of 52 of them all. Yeah, uh, I don't really like this game. I think it's going to be a tight game, but it, it, I'm not going to touch this game. 
Uh, I think it could be an in-game opportunity here. I lean under the 52. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what Penn State. The Penn State defense is very good. Yeah, we, we know that. We know that. But look, there's two teams that actually slowed down Ohio State in my mind. Because I don't think Oregon, Oregon slowed them down. Correct. Ohio they had State, 624 yards. Yeah. Nebraska slowed them down. Right. And Penn State slowed them down. And yep. what was the common denominator? Both teams were able to get pressure on Stroud. Exactly. And they played well in that red zone yeah. defense. That was the critical one there. Wake Forest needs a victory at Chestnut Hill to wrap up their side of the ACC against Boston College. Wake Forest laying five and a half on the road. Total of 64. I think you think this may be a few too many points. I do. I think BC is going to be in this game. I think Wake Forest's defense has got some question marks. but uh, Wake Forest Some is... question marks. Yeah. That's very kind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I think uh, BC is going to be able to move the ball. They're going to try to control it on the ground. I think that's going to be the difference in this one. As Texas is about to put the hammer down against K-State, they're going to have first and goal with a two-point lead and about to put this one up. They're going to, looks like they're going to bring their uh, six-game losing streak to an end here. Certainly a successful campaign for Sarkeesian in his first <laughs> year. Now, Texas A&M LSU, we haven't talked about this game yet. This has had some memorable matchups yeah. over the last couple of years. This game will be in Baton Rouge. Jimbo laying six and a half on the road. Total of 45 and a half. You know, I'm an underplayer, but is this total too low? It seems like it is a little bit. Yeah. Even with, I, I think a and going to be able to score. I think LSU may have some opportunities as yeah. well. I, I, I'm with you there. I think it feels like it's a little bit too low here in this one. This game goes off at uh, 7 o'clock Eastern, um, 6 o'clock local time there, 4 o'clock here on the West Coast on Saturday. This total bet up from 45 and a half. I'm all now sits at 47. Uh, the Palmetto State rivalry, Clemson against South Carolina, Dabo Sweeney Lane, 11 and a half on the road. Total of 43 of all. Yeah, I think uh, this is a Clemson team goes on the road and wins this game and covers. I, I just think their defense is too much for South Carolina. Uh, I, I do, too. I think they got a little bit of momentum back here, though. But you would say this was a disappointing campaign for Clemson because of the heights they've achieved in college football. Absolutely. I mean, well, I mean, but at the same time, you know what? You're going to have a little bit of a drop off. Alabama's been an aberration that they just don't drop off, have it in the last 10 years, 12 years. But uh, it, most schools are going to have a drop-off somewhere. Clemson was actually a heavier favorite to win the ACC this year than Ohio State was to win the Big Ten. Wow. When you think about it in those terms. That's pre- crazy. season, right? Yeah. Uh, let's conclude with this, this matchup. Notre Dame looking to finish off the regular season here and then hope for some luck to get into the playoffs. They're going to go up to the farm, a place where Stanford did beat Oregon, and take on uh, the Cardinal. Notre Dame's laying 20 on the road. Do you like them in this spot? Uh, I do not. I don't want to lay that many points, but they should cover. Total of 52 and a half. Can't take Stanford. All right, when we come back, it's a mall in and the Palm Readers Playbook. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top not of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to point game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, LA, and now New York. Subscribe to your little local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. Amal, I tried to tell you, play the total, not the side last night in the Egg Bowl. Yeah, you were right <laughs> about that. And uh, how about Mike Leach taking a timeout on an untimed down in a game they were uh, down, what, 14 points for, or something? For, for, for 12. But untimed down from ten, the 17. Yeah, yeah. To, to uh, go ten, for yeah um, oh, my God. Well, how about the horrific camera work by ESPN as they were trying to score at the end of the game? Uh, showing the Mississippi sideline instead of, I mean, there were in-game totals and side bets that were decided on that. We almost didn't see the last play, which which ended up being a penalty, and then they had the untimed down. Well, it's hard for them to know that because most of the people on the shows that talk about betting actually don't bet. So how would they actually know well, what you need to cover? They'd go broke if they bet. Okay. <laughs> If they were betting those things. All right, let's go to your uh, your place for the weekend, Amal. Yeah, let's start out in college football here. Got a plethora of different plays. Let's start out with the game taking place in Bedlam. I, as I said, I like this game under. Uh, I got a 51.5 down to 49.5. I would still take it at this price. Uh, well, you take it as low as 48 here, Mike. I think it's mm. going to be a tight, tough defensive game. In the Palmetto State, we referenced it earlier. I like Clemson minus 12.5 against South Carolina. Uh, in the Commonwealth uh, matchup between Louisville and Kentucky. I like Louisville at home minus three in this game. And then I like Oregon State plus seven against the Ducks here. I think it's going to be a tight competitive game. I think the Ducks probably win this game. Remember, if Oregon State wins, they will be down here at Allegiant Stadium playing Utah. Should, Should be a lot of fun to see how that matchup goes. Also, a few additional games on deck coming up in uh, this weekend that I have. Uh, trying to see real quick here uh, the main game that I've got here. Any chance we might be able to throw that graphic up? Clemson and uh, Louisville? Yeah, I got, I got those four. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I don't have the rest of the plays in front of me here. but Okay, uh, let me go to my yeah. place then, and you can find the rest of your place. 
I uh, I already bet this game, so uh, I can't get the benefit of a better number. But I like your Buckeyes, Jamal. I think that I don't think this game will be that competitive. I think they're going to score thirty five or more against Michigan. Michigan, you know, can rush the passer, but it, boy, it's tough to defend these receivers. This is like what Alabama had the last few years with this kind of a core of receivers that Stroud throws to. Play the point. I'm going to take Duke at eight and a half tonight against Gonzaga. We'll get your breakdown on that game. These are two unit plays now, uh, played here in Las Vegas. Air Force UNLV later this afternoon under the 50. This UNLV, UNLV team has improved, and on defense, a Certifice Academy school that's going to run the ball has a, has a limited number of possessions in the game. And I think the Air Force defense, uh, it'll be hard for UNLV to score as well. I look at this game as like 21-17, 24-20. I think 50 is a tad high. I'm with you under in Bedlam. I had 50 on the bet that I made. This is a play from yesterday, the football team on Monday night against the Seahawks at a pick. I'm doing a two-team NFL teaser for two units. The Dolphins up to nine them all, and the Vikings up to 10. One unit plays. Northwestern, Illinois, under 44.5 in this game. Two teams that want to run the football. Neither of them that want to run hurry up. They like to huddle. They like to snap it with under 10 on the clock. Let's go to soccer. Preston, Fulham. Um, this is Saturday morning. Under 2.5 in Champions League in England. Minus 105. Fulham, 4 out of 5 under. BYU will finish off a horrific season for USC in the Coliseum on Saturday. I laid seven here with them. I don't get this number, Amal. We didn't talk about this game much. Why is UCLA only six and a half against Cal? I think they're going to run Cal out of the building. Um, I know Cal stays close, and they've covered a lot of seven-point numbers. This UCLA team, outside of the first five minutes of that game against USC, was absolutely dominant. Tottenham against Burnley uh, on the three-way at even money, and Chelsea, I'm just going to keep laying Chelsea, minus 170 for one unit. Yeah, I'll give you a real quickly one update. You have under uh, 60 and a half in the TCU-Iowa State. Mm. Uh, Washington State minus one. I love them in the Apple Cup. And then Georgia minus 35. Mike, I think they're absolutely going to squash Georgia Tech. It's going to be like that Notre Dame game we saw. And then finally, Florida State plus three. I think Florida State is also a very dangerous team in this game against the uh, Gators, despite the fact that they're on the road. All right, I want to get your opinion on some college basketball games before we get out of here. Uh, the big game today in Las Vegas, Duke. Mike Krzyzewski's final seasons takes on Gonzaga. Some people have said Gonzaga wins this game. They're going to run the table. They'll be undefeated going into the tournament. This will be their last big test. It's a big number here, eight and a half. Is it, is it inflated because UCLA played so poorly the other night against Gonzaga? A little bit, but I also think that when you look at the Zags and what they've been able to do, think about this. Go back to last year during the regular season. They were number one the entire year. They lose the final game against Baylor. And I don't think there's a final AP poll in college basketball like there is in, in college football. So this is a team that's just been number one for the last two years. And even the previous year where we had COVID, they were right up there. They have been so dominant. Um, that's the reason why we're, we're seeing this money on Duke. I mean, excuse me, on Gonzaga. But I think it's a big number, don't you? Too big. I would have yeah. made this number five, five and a half. I, I think it's a lot of points. There's an article in the New York Post that said Shashevsky, not John Wooden, should be considered the greatest college basketball coach of all time. Who was that written by, John Feinstein? It was not written by a Buffet John. No, it was not. By, by the way, here's the reason why he can't be. They had the back-to-back, right? And give them credit for that. If Rick Pitino puts a guy on the ball, that doesn't even happen. And here's the other thing. Roy Williams won three national titles in the same duration that he was in Chapel Hill that Mike won two. That's, that's correct. The argument was, one, that Wooden competed in an era where he only had to win four games in the NCAA tournament instead of six. And two, he didn't have one and done. So he had guys that could play three years for him. So he had continuity to his program. Where Shashevsky in the back half of his career, has had to deal with the, the one-and-dones and, and now the transfer portal. He's won one national title during that stretch. The reason why, she, okay, great. Krzyzewski won two titles with Leitner and Hurley when those guys were over 3,000 years. 
But here's my question for you. If that's the case, how come they weren't so dominant in the 90s? How come they, were, they weren't on a run like we've seen out of Alabama in college football? And do we really believe UCLA was ever going to lose in the first round or the second round against these other teams? What are they Instead of beating them by 100, they would have beat them by 75. Your buddy had a comment about it in the article, your, your poker buddy Jimmy Beheim. He <laughs> said that's laughable about Krzyzewski, number one. He said Krzyzewski is the greatest coach of his era. He's not wooden. Five does, isn't better than ten. Wow, I can't believe it. I, you know, Bayon usually wants to chime yeah. in with stuff uh, yeah. when it comes to the Duke program, but that wow, that's interesting. Um, let's take a look at some good college basketball matchups tonight. Uh, for ten, uh, excuse me. Um, Xavier, ranked 25th in the country, is playing in the NIT season tip-off against Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech unranked, but five and one, three-point favorite in this game. Yeah, uh, this is going to be an interesting one. This Savior team, it, they go the way Scruggs goes. If he can be effective with the basketball, I think they've got a chance to win this one. I'm not going to touch this game. This is where in-game opportunities really arise. Cyclones, upset winner last night. They're 5-0 and on the year. They continue in the tip-off tournament as well. They're taking on ninth-ranked Memphis. Memphis laying 11.5 in this game. Yeah, this is a little bit of a big number in mm-hmm. these uh, neutral site tournaments, but I don't think Iowa State's going to be able to be that competitive. They might cover the number, but I don't think they got a shot to win. Uh, in the Wooden Legacy Tournament or, or event here, USC 5-0, ranked 24, taking on San Diego State. USC, one-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, this is going to be a very good matchup, and I like the Trojans here. This is a long, uh, this is a tough team. It's going to be a defensive game. Uh, they were excellent against St. Joe's yesterday. really wasn't a competitive game, but, Mike, I'll tell you what, th- this is going to be fun to see. Both these teams, I think, are going to be uh, in the NCAA Tournament um, they're just going to be on the cusp behind UCLA uh, and Gonzaga in the West Coast in terms of good teams this year. Speaking of UCLA, they stay in Las Vegas and take on UNLV tomorrow. Uh, they're they're going to cream them. Yeah. How many would you lay in that? I, I don't have the look-ahead number I, here. I, I would assume it's probably the Bruins minus a nine or so, yeah. eight or nine. I think UCLA covers. I watched UNLV play the first half um, the other night against Wichita. They yeah. led at halftime. Wichita got the better of them later in the second half and, and ended up winning that game. Um, BYU ranked 18th, five and zero takes on Utah, yeah. who's also five and zero in a Pac Pac-12 matchup tomorrow night. Yeah, this should be an interesting one uh, in terms of how these two teams fare. This BYU team of always experienced, uh, dangerous, and gotten off to a good start. We saw the dominant win against uh, Oregon earlier this year. Yeah, um, Purdue playing today. They're winning big uh, at halftime. Nebraska, Omaha. Yeah, they're up like 52, 17 or twenty or something like that. Is Purdue to win the Big Ten a good bet right now? I saw Michigan play in person. I wasn't impressed with them. I tend to agree with you. I think when you look at the Big Ten, I think uh, Purdue is a class of the league. I think Michigan State's a middle-of-the-pack team. I think probably Ohio State and Michigan State are you know, probably contenders for third or fourth place in that league. I think Michigan could finish second. Um, keep an eye on Indiana, see how they do under Mike Woodson. Will Illinois be the biggest threat to Purdue? No, I think at the end it'll still probably be Michigan because the size with Hunter Dickinson inside, and if they can get their outside shooting going, they they could be a threat. Did you like the hire of Woodson at Indiana? You know, I don't know. I was thinking about that watching an IU game, and I, and I said, I'm not sure. We'll, we'll we'll see what he's able to do there, but it remains to be seen. Is Kansas or Baylor the best team in the Big 12? Kansas. And, and it's going to be a great league. By the way, you know, everyone's talking about Texas. I'm sorry, but it's going to be KU and Baylor that are going to win this league. Um. I would tend to agree with you there as well. Um, ACC, is Duke going to win this division by distance this year, this conference? I think so. I don't, I, see, I don't see a threat to them in the league. Virginia's an average team who's not going to make the tournament. Carolina North plays Car- no defense so Car- far. Carolina's not going to make the tournament. 
Uh, Florida State's going to be decent. Wake any good? Greg Peterson had a tweet that he thinks Wake is better than they've been. They've been. They've been put in the polls as far as the, how they're going to finish in the conference. Well, that's because Wake has been horrible the last several years. That's yeah. why. I mean, but I don't really see any threats to Duke. I think Duke should be, barring the tough road games. Yeah. Duke should be looking at a 16-2 and two type of year in league play, 15-3. and three. Enjoy a ton of games this weekend, folks. Stay tuned to Visa and up next, Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.